You know, sometimes need something other than rookies to stand here and figure out mic stuff because that's not for me, right? It's for somebody else, all right. Um, there's my first um. <laughs> my son said you, he said you said too many ums last time, Dad. So there's my first one. I'm sure there'll be a plenty more. I'm running it through my head right now trying to avoid it. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we just thank you for this day, Lord. We thank you for so many things that you do in our lives, Father God. We thank you just for who you are. Lord, I ask that you empty me of myself, Father God. Fill me with your Holy Spirit. May um, anything in me be of you, Father God. I ask that you forgive me of all my sins, the ones that I've done knowingly, the ones that I've done unknowingly, Father God. Whatever may be breaking fellowship with you today, Lord, I ask that you forgive me of, Lord. May your word go forth, Father, none of me, but all of you, Lord. I thank you and I praise you. In Jesus' my name I pray, amen. All right, um, there's my other, um, got you. So that, keep track, please. Keep track. <laughs> keep track of them. So Drew would be happy if you keep track of them. I have just so many things running through my head when we talk about prayer. I can, I just share with author, I can probably do a whole sermon without even touching the notes because the power of prayer is awesome. Um, this week I've been going through so many different ways to bring this message out and share it. And then we got the news of the coronavirus, uh, take days off school so I have more time to spend with my boys, whatever, however it works. Um, there's again, we have so many different ways to appreciate God. I just want to continue to share what God has done for me. Through this, I have some scripture that we're going to get to in a second, but give me a minute. God is in control. We're not. No matter how we want to be, no matter what the government says, no matter what people say, God is in control. Uh, I went to prayer Saturday morning. I have a prayer group that I go to every Saturday morning at 6 a.m. I went to prayer at Harner's, and the guys were saying, we didn't think you were going to be here because of the coronavirus and your immune system is so low. God knows the day that I'm going to check out of here already before I was even born. So I have no problem with going there. I know taking extra wish, my wife says, don't do that. <laughs> but, but God knows the day and the hour. We don't. All we can do is live for him. Serve him in every way that we possibly can. Give him the glory through everything that we say and do. So when we get into this message today, we're going to be talking about prayer and the ways that prayer moves in our lives, the way prayer changes you. I know um, talking this week, I just, faith and prayer goes together, and, and it does. But if I added faith into this message today, we wouldn't get it done. 
So I'm going to take the faith part out and we're just going to talk about prayer. Because we. <laughs> uh, went out again. There you go. Um, so I'm going to take the faith part out and we're just going to talk about prayer. But prayer does not work without faith. So we know that, right? Just so we can get that part out there. Prayer does not work without faith, all right? You got to have faith for prayer to work. All right, so our scriptures today is coming from James 5, 13, 13 through 20. If we can read that real quick to ourselves when you're done, say amen. James 5, 13 through 20. All right. <laughs> Amen? All right. Um, I'm going to be reading out the NIV, just so you guys know. I know it says ESV on the paper today, but I'm going to be reading out the NIV. Um, verse 13. Is there anyone among you troubled? Let them pray. Anyone of us is happy, let them sing a song of praise. If any of us is troubled, we should go to God. Right? Says if any of us, we should go in prayer. Is that the first thing that you do? What is the first thing you do when you're in trouble? For me, I try to fix it. I go out, um, last night we was coming back home from, Satan is busy, just so you know, because he was trying to stop me from being here today. So we go to the store last night uh, to get some cough medicine for, for the wife, and we're on our way back, and um, I hear the brakes grind in the car. Now, I'm going to share with you guys, the other car has already broke down. <laughs> Brian is coming to fix that. <laughs> So now I have another car that is not working. So what did I say first thing to my wife? Tomorrow I'm going to the store. I'm going to get the brake pads and everything, and I'm going to fix it. You're preaching tomorrow. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. <laughs> we always try to take care of it ourselves before we go to God in prayer. So as I, as I came in here this morning, I just started praying. Asking God to give me wisdom on the things that he wants me to come to him about. And he said everything. Not just the things that you think are important, but every single thing that you are concerned with, I want to hear. Now, you want to be, Lord, you want to be concerned about 
my, 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 I need new shoes, Lord. You want to be concerned about that? I want to know everything about you. No matter what it is, bring it to me first. Then I will show you how it will get done. Giving him glory through our happiness. Now, um, Joe today is up here singing, singing his little heart out, you know. And uh, through the songs, it makes you feel better. Every song that he sings fires you up, motivates you. Um, I'm sitting and listening to the lyrics of the song thinking, Lord, I want to be a part of this. I want to be a part of what that music is saying to my spirit right now. And how can I do that? Only way that I can do that is seek you. Seek you in prayer and all those things, right? Verse 14 Anyone among you sick, let them call the elders of the church to pray over them and anoint them with oil in the name of the Lord. Verse 15. And the prayers offering in the faith will make the sick person well. The Lord will rise them up. If they have sinned, he will he will forgive them. If they have sinned, he will forgive them. Now, we all know that if sin was not in this world, there would be no sickness. Right? Zero. Aaron would be healthy. <laughs> but there is. There is sin in this world. And there's nothing that I can do about it. There's nothing that you can do about it. Only Christ can make that difference. Only Christ can, cha can change that. Through Christ and his forgiveness is the only way that we can get away, right? So how do we get there? How do we get to being able to let God forgive us of our sins? Through prayer. Through the mighty word, through spending time, just like I said a couple weeks ago, spending time with Christ, spending time in prayer is the only way that we can build that relationship. And when we build that relationship, God will open up those doors for us. He will free us from our sins. I know I have a lot to get through, but the Spirit is continuing to just move. All right? I don't know what's going to happen with this coronavirus. I, I don't. Nor do I really care. <laughs> um... I believe that we need to pray. I believe that we need to pray for those who are afraid of what this virus is going to do. 
the more afraid the world is, the worse it's going to be correct. The more afraid the world, and I use that word, the world is, because we're believers. We know where God is going. We know that if we pray to him and we serve him, not saying that you, because not saying that you're going to get through everything peaceful, calmly, coolly. It's not going to happen because there's sin in this world. That's what we just talked about. We just talked about with sin, it is what it is. Only way out of sin is through Jesus Christ. But the world doesn't know that. They just know panic. They just know panic. Verse 16. That's where I'm at, right? 15, 16, all right. <laughs> Verse 16, therefore, confess your sins to each other. Pray for each other so that you may be healed. The prayer of the righteous person is powerful and effective. The prayer of a righteous person is powerful and effective. All right. I'm going to touch on the sin part first. All right? Confessing sin to one another. I'm not telling you to come out and just give me all the dirt on you. I'm not telling you to do that. That's not what I'm saying. That's not what God is saying here. He's actually saying, confess your sins. If you, if you sinned against someone, let them know. I'm sorry. Let them know that I hope you can forgive me because I'm forgiving myself right now. Because if you hold on to that sin, it's not going to affect that person. It's going to affect you. That's what sin does. It affects the way that you react to the world. It affects the way that you react. So you have to let that go and move on. Now, if that person doesn't want to let it go, Christ will forgive you as long as you confessed it and you're moving forward. So don't hold on. So I'm going to talk about my life for a second. I know that it is, it is Aaron 101. All right? If you don't know, I share it with you. When it's my personal thing, I'm going to go with 101. All right? So Aaron 101 is things about my life. So when I was a young a youngster, a little kid, um, my grandma, she used to pray. She used to pray for me, and I never understood it until I got older. She used to pray that God would use me in a way. She prayed that he had a plan in my life. And when she see me, she would say, she would always say, God has something for you. God has a plan in your life. He has something for you. And of course, being 10, 9, you say, whatever, old lady, you crazy. <laughs> you wouldn't say that out loud because grandma would hit you. <laughs> but you would think it. <laughs> you would think it. Um, you would go through and continue. She would continue to pray for me. Continue to say, what God is going to do for you. Where are you going to be? God has such a plan on anointing on your life. And I used to think, what is she talking about? And 
later in life, there was another person who prayed the same prayer and said the same thing to me. And I couldn't understand it. I didn't get it. I didn't get why people kept saying that God has a, a plan for, for your life. But it says right here, the powerful and the effective. All right? People that pray over you. People that pray for you. People that are in touch with God. People that love to, again, I'm going to share that I am not, I used to be that, I used to think I was that one until my wife started praying next to me. And then I changed that. I let her be the prayer person. <laughs> Maybe we need some prayer, let's pray. Um, <laughs> it is how God uses people to show you where you need to be. Um, we just continue to seek him in that way. My life has changed, if you don't know who I am, my life has changed dramatically since I met Christ. I've did a whole lot of stupid things in my life, and I've been through a whole lot of different places. But God has brought me away from who I used to be. That plan, that the anointing that my grandma prayed over my life is another reason that I stand here before you today. Because if it wasn't for her prayer, where would I be? So don't lose hope. You know, I wish she was here to see who I am today. Because that was her prayer that brought me here. That was the man of God who used to always see me walking and hanging out with gangbangers and saying, you are in the wrong place. You are in the wrong place all the time. I have a plan. God has a plan for you. All right. Um, I know that's another um, Andrew. I see you back there. That one for you. Yeah, that was. <laughs> The righteous are effective. The righteous are always seeking to do what God has called. What are you doing? Are you the righteous? Are you praying to see where God wants you to be? Are you praying so you know that you are a part of God's kingdom? Are you praying for somebody in your family that you know that God has a place for? Are you standing with God in prayer through this? What are you doing? Where are you at? Where's your heart? I know that I'm not one to, to point fingers. But when you left your house this morning and said, forget the coronavirus, forget worrying about that, I'm going to be around the people at church so I can be a part of the fellowship. I'm going to be there because I know together our prayers won't go unheard. 
17. Nope, that's not where I'm at. It is where I'm at. <laughs> Elijah was a human being. Even, even as we are, even as we are, he played earnest, he prayed earnestly, he prayed earnest, earnestly that we would, it would not rain and it did not for three and a half years. All right? Here's a man just like us. A man that did not, was not born into great money, was not born into all these huge things. He was not thrown on to fame and fortune, but he prayed. He built that relationship. He sought God's face, right? So he prayed that it would not rain. He prayed for the rain not, not come down on the earth. How strong is your prayer? How strong is your prayer? Do you think you have the faith to pray for your circumstances? Do you have the faith to pray for what's going on in your life? Do you have the faith to pray to overcome any obstacle in your way? Where's your faith? Are you like Elijah? We can pray for so many things. And um, I can remember praying for a neighbor. I can't say her name. She told me not to. But also, I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I remember praying for her a job. And I remember her coming across the street and asking, can you pray with me? I got this job interview coming up. And I want to know, I, I just want somebody to pray with me over it. Now, Alta and Mike were looking for churches at that time. So I didn't even know where their faith was, to be honest. Um, so she came over and we prayed. And I remember praying after that prayer in my spirit that she had already had the job. So I remember calling her all the time. Hey, Alta, did you get the job yet? No, not yet. I got another interview. I got another so three or four, three or four interviews later, she got the job, right? The prayer had already been answered because I felt it before she even walked out the door that she had already had the job. Is your prayer there? Where is your prayer? How do you get to where you can feel God's presence? while you're praying. How do you get there? Your relationship. 
through time with God. Being a part of what God has for you is the only way that you can open that door. I tell the teens all the time at teen night that prayer is the answer to everything. Everything you're going through, prayer is the answer. I can tell you every time that I prayed, even when I wasn't a believer, because we all know that people that are not believers do pray. They do open their hearts. They do say, oh, I'm going through this. Please help me. They do call on them in times of need. Every time I pray, every time I know that he's listening. It's up to you and me to build that relationship with him. We pray for miracles all the time. Five years ago, with this disease, I prayed for a miracle. Lord, heal me. I don't want to go through this. I don't want to be in pain every single day. I don't want to. I don't want to wake up throwing up. My family hearing me in the bathrooms. I don't want that. Take that away from me. Remove that. Now we got to be ready for what God's answer is. Even when we ask for him to remove something and he doesn't do it. God might tell you like he told me, I'm getting the glory out of this. Keep going. Keep seeking my face. Now, that might not be the answer that you want to hear. That might not be the answer you want to hear. But it's what God calls. And you guys know Last week, I went down to my uncle's funeral in Kentucky, right? And my uncle was not a great man at all, to be honest. He was not. He was in the out of jail his first 45 years, 46 years, whatever, all right? In and out of jail all the time. So I did not want to go to this funeral at all. Because I didn't know what to expect. I didn't know what they were going to say about him or whatever. But I had got pieces of who he was over Facebook in, this, in the last five years. He would send me stuff like, I'm proud of you, nephew. Keep up the good work with the teens. That's not my uncle. Just so you know, he would cuss you out and say, which little girl are you looking at at them teens? That's the type of man that he used to be. Now, when I was sitting there in the pew listening to the pastor talk, and he talked about the man and the person, all right? Which one are you? Are you the man? He said the man was the one that I heard about right before I came up, right? Somebody had told some stuff that he did in the past. 
He said, the person is the one that I know through Christ who had changed his life to be like God. Where are you? Are you the man or the person? Only through prayer can we get there. Eighteen? All right. <laughs> Again he prayed. The heavens and the rain on the earth produce crops. Wait, that's messed up. <laughs> missed a part in there. I'm sorry. I mistyped that. So, he prayed again. And the rain, and they prayed for rain. And the rain came back. And it opened up. The crops grew again. Because Elijah prayed. Because Elijah had the faith to open up and say, God, Send the rain. Send the rain. We are ready for the rain that you're sending. In your life, are you ready for the rain? Are you ready for what the rain is going to do in your life? Are you ready for the crops to start building your life up? Are you ready to, for the harvest of it? Are you ready? We can... Stand, we can come every day and say we are men and women of God. But without a relationship with him, who are we? Without time in prayer, who are we? A powerful prayer is where we are. The power of prayer is mighty. It changes things. It changes everything that you can imagine. The power of prayer is the reason I get to stand here. A young man came to my house yesterday and we talked about why I started teen night. Over prayer. Why do we do what we do? Is because God is a part of our lives. Now, we can do all those things and think that, I need to check the time. I think I'm getting in there. Okay, I got time. <laughs> we can do all those things and think that we're doing something without having a relationship with Christ. I used to always think that, okay, God, I know you. You know, I'm a part of you. I said the sinner's prayer. I'm good, right? Well, what kind of relationship do I have? Can I pray over you and God hear me? Can you pray for me and God hear you? How does that work without relationship with him? I don't want to offend anyone. <laughs> I don't want to offend anyone, so I'm going to move on. All right? I got to go back. I'm sorry. Can't leave it. Can you pray over someone? Can you anoint them with oil? Like the elders. 
Can you seek God's face when you're with someone? When you're praying over them? The Bible says when two or more, two or three or more are gathered, then he is in the midst. The prayer room is one of those things for us. There and there two right now, people praying for you. Every piece of paper that comes on our table that you send back is prayed before you leave this church. It's prayed over. It's anointed. Everything. Now, you ain't heard from me. Some of our handwriting is pretty bad, but you ain't hear that. But it's still prayed over. We have to be, a dil- be diligent about prayer. We have to open up and be prayed over. Amen? On 19 and 20. Brothers and sisters, if any of you, any one of you should wander from the faith and someone should bring that person back, remember this. Whoever returns a sinner from their error of their ways will be will save them from death cover cover over a multitude of sin hmm. are you getting the glory no when you bring them back their multitudes of sin will be covered because of Christ not because of you. Don't get that, don't, don't mix that up, all right? But when you bring somebody back to Christ, when somebody has wandered from the faith, which we often have, people walking away from God, um, he didn't answer my prayer. He didn't do this. But God's answer sometimes it's not what you want it to be or what you're expecting. Now, I wanted God to say, you're healed. It's done. But instead, he said, continue on. Do what I've called you to do, even through it all. Even Job was a righteous man. He did nothing wrong. But God let Satan take care of him. Let Satan do all these little things to him. Even Job, who was righteous, probably way more righteous than I, walked and continued to do what God has called him to do through, through the faith, all right? When we bring someone back to Christ, when we share the faith, when someone sees what greatness God is through us, Right? We have to make sure that we bring that person back with love. We can't bring the person back with 
Well, you messed up last time. Let's don't let that happen again. We have to bring that person back with love, caring, praying over them, making sure that their walk is where God wants it. Now, it might not be where you want it to be. Let's get it, let's get it right. Because we need to set people where they are, not where we want them to be. We need to build them up right where they are, taking them to that level. And that's how we do it. We do it in prayer. We ask God, where can we help this person? How can we help this person? If I, if I had every team that came through teen night and said that you got to be perfect, there would be no teens at teen night. I can guarantee you. They would have walked away and said, he crazy. But I take them right where they are. Whether they're cussing, whether they're, they're having sex out of wedlock, wherever they are, that's where I reach them. Now, eventually, the prayer is they change their lives. And that's what God wants for us. He wants us to change who we are to serve him. Now, I had all these little thoughts running through my head when I started this. You know, God has moved in my life in a thousand ways, easily. He has changed me from being that 11-year-old gangbanger to this 51-year-old that you see standing before you, man of God. He has changed that in me. He has did that through prayer. People praying for me, people praying over me, people change, praying for the way that my life is. Today, I want to do the same. Today, I want to talk about how the things in your life, right? You have some things going on in your life and, and don't know who you are, but I'm sure you have some things in your life that you need prayer of and prayer for. Today, we're going to do something a little different at, at this church. We're going to bring you up. If you have something that you want to pray, someone to pray over you for, we're going to do that today. We're going to pray for you. Um... Miss Carla, she's in the prayer room. Can you get Carla for me? All right. <laughs> we're going to bring some people up, and today we're going to pray. If you have something in your life that you want prayed for, whether it's your health, your job, the coronavirus, whatever it is, today there's going to be some people up here, and we're going to pray over you. And then we're going to dismiss after that. But we're going to come up and pray right now. What I, what I need to be done, though, you guys got to understand that this is a time of prayer. So I need you guys to be respectful of the people that are going to be up here praying for the people that are going to be praying for, okay? So please no talking um, while we do this. I appreciate that. Thank you.
Carla? She has the people that she wants friends. She's already asked. I left that to the prayer room. If you have something that you want to be prayed over, please come now. Please come now.